Welcome to the Still Cool Sports Podcast. This is Liz. This is Remy. And this is our 16th episode. Did you know that, Remy? This is the most committed I've been to anything in my life. Stop. Stop. You're married. You you are committed. I mean, things to do. Oh. Like like doing something like this. 16 episodes I'm gonna do ten episodes, and I'm like, all right, I'm I'm out. But this is this is been a fun sixteen, sure. Yeah, yeah, sweet sixteen, right here. So now we can stop and never do this again. No, I'm just kidding. We're gonna keep doing this, and yes. we have lots more to talk about because the NBA never ends. Apparently, now no. there is one other sports thing I want to talk about before we talk about the NBA. Yeah, yes, you do. There is an amazing article that was in the Washington Post, of all places, <laughs> on Chrissy Everett and Martina Nav- Navatilova's friendship. And over the years, their friendship since they met when Martina first got on the tour, it goes through their whole friendship. And then it goes into recently, they've both dealt with cancer around the same time and how they were there for each other and each other's support system. So it's a really beautiful article. Do you know where their first, the first match they ever played against each other was? I don't know. You don't know. I know know. nothing about tennis. I wouldn't have known this either, but in Akron, Ohio. Oh, nice. Right. My hometown. They played against each other many, many times. They were each other's biggest rivals. And that's a very intimate knowledge you get of someone. So the article gets into all that and how their friendships went up and down. And for a while, they weren't friends because Chris Everett felt like she couldn't be friends with someone who was beating her, basically. (laughs) I think she's a real honest person. I think a lot of people can't be friends with somebody that consistently beats them. Right. It's a hard thing because you just, you want to win. You're right. You might feel that you're getting too close and that's messing up your game. Like you can't be the killer you need to be. Are you tipping your hand by being around the person? That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. To have a friendship in that is very, very tough. I'm just thinking, as you're saying it, I'm thinking out loud, like, yeah. I don't know if somebody that I was competing with to to win would be easy to be, like, very close with them. Yeah, I could see them at a party. I could see them, like, oh, like NBA, you see them at Summer League. It's cool. Everybody's relaxed. Nobody's competing. Right. But to see that person, like, in the regular season, that's why they fight with each other. Because you can't stand somebody that says their team is better when you know their team sucks. I you know what I mean? Or so, or someone says you're the best and you think you're the best. How do you, how do you, you can't love that person. No. I think that's what makes people put Jordan over LeBron in their greatest comment. It's because LeBron is friendly with everybody. Mm-hmm. And so Jordan like- has a killer instinct. And the players that you thought were great before were always like, had the that killer instinct. LeBron has a killer instinct on the court, but he's able to turn that off and have such a friendly persona. And I think that's the difference because everything else, he's just a better, like he's better. Yeah. He's a, he's a, his body's still going. He's still able to oh. compete at a high level. I mean, you know? he's but amazing. Jordan, what he's done is amazing. Yeah. Jordan just came in and he was so different than the players that were already there. Jordan was a killer. And then, yeah, and then the six, the three championships, the two years off, and then just come back for three more. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, but and you even we're, we're, we're like that in in when you watch Winning Time, and they kind of yeah. play it up. But you see Magic Johnson and Larry Bird; those guys hated each other. You know, like they weren't. And it was be like something friends. that they they didn't really know each other. This was a their 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 arc in basketball so crazy they knew of each other obviously because they're both the college basketball they're both top of their teams but it came in at a time when like there was a lot of like 
racial tension right in sports yeah. yep right and it was like the great white hype that, that gave him that name yeah because he was supposed to take back the sport because of what because they felt it was and they didn't want to be in that political thing but they literally were forced into it by the by people but yeah because of what was going on in yeah or had a, recently gone on i guess in in the u.s you know i could not even imagine what that must have been like for oh. two 19, 20 year old kids. Right. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that is so, you know, I don't know, man. I could it's talk about that. We sh- Maybe we should talk about that for an episode. I would love to. Yeah, that would be a really into, great episode. To, but to that. in women's tennis and tennis in general, is it's always one on one. You don't have your team. When they go back to the locker room, they're in the locker room with the person they've just been playing against. As as the as these big tournaments like Wimbledon go on, there's fewer and fewer players in the locker room because you're the last four in the semifinals. You're the last two in the finals, right? So they were talking in this article about how sometimes they're the last two always in the locker room. And then you play against this person. It really gives you the insight about tennis. But also, no wonder tennis players, you see them be like, I need a mental health break. Because it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. It's it's a lone sport. It's a lone sport. And you don't have your teammates to build you up. Then you're in there in the locker room against these people that you've got to beat. No one in there has got you your back, essentially. So it's it's a really intense thing. Like, if you're good at psyching out an opponent, it starts in the locker room. I could imagine if I was like Venus and Serena, I'd walk in just before my match. So everybody's already in there and they could see me. And you guys all have the potential of losing to me in this tournament. And the scoops go out there and beat them off. You got, no, it's like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson Tyson used to say that, but before the match started, he would just never stop staring at the opponent. And as soon as the opponent put his eyes down for one second, he knew that he won. And nothing was going to stop him. And that, uh, that's, yeah, very sc- that's very, very scary. It's very scary. It's very it's scary. It's, I, yeah, boxing is scary like that. But then you see them, Everett and Narvatilova, become friends again over time. So they went through this period where they weren't really friends and then they become friends again. And also through it all, how Chrissy Everett really supported Martina Navratilova in her sexuality because she was out at a time when, like, it was not okay to be out. Um, And she was very out. Like, she did not hide who she was. There were also political things because she was from Czechoslovakia. She was from a communist country, like, and basically defected. So she couldn't go home. It was a well-written article. I really recommend Checking it out. Also, fun fact from the article, <laughs> Chris Everett met her husband at a party at Martina Navratilova's house. And like her, she had a house in, I think, Aspen or Vail or somewhere. They were all there skiing for a weekend or, and stuff. And the weekend was ending. And Chris Everett asked Martina, hey, I like this guy. Can we stay even though you're leaving, can we just stay and him and I can, you know, chill here? And Martina Navratilova was like, yeah, sure. You can stay, stay in my bedroom. <laughs> so she said the guy woke up, they woke up the next morning. And the guy was like, I'm waking up in bed with, in Martina Navratilova's bed with Chrissy Everett. <laughs> that was amazing. That's amazing, right? That was pretty hilarious. So, yeah, it was it was a really cool article. I'll put the link somewhere. But that that competition and those rivalries, what rivalry like in the NBA, two players that friends- I mean, there's the, the NBA has so many. It has so many, right? Because it, I think it's because it's just because there's, there's just so, so not you don't know the ones in the NFL as much because I think because the players wear helmets, you don't really see them. Oh, yeah. The NFL has some, I mean, they hate. But they have some, they hate each other. I think the NBA, who can I say Dylan Brooks doesn't, likes, basically. Well. Because he's, he's, he feels like he wants to hate everybody on one person on each team. 
And maybe that's his game. That's how he plays. The problem with Dylan Brooks is I feel like he's not good enough. I think you have to have an evenness. I was being very hard on Dylan Brooks, but it could just be that they were just out of sync from all the drama that was happening with that team. They've never been able to kind of, let's see how he plays in Houston. I think, I think Memphis was going down. They wanted to take on this role of the, the bat, the villains. And, and I like a good villain. Don't get me wrong. I like a good villain, but I just think that they almost, they got a little too real with it. It is real. I mean, there's clearly been problems with what's going on in Memphis for a while with the Memphis teams before it started to come to light. Yeah, Zach Randolph was 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 was, was a lot. Yeah, it, it's it's Memphis is a lot too. Like it's not the, the city. It's like yeah, the city of Memphis. I, is you know, there. I watched I watched one of their games, and I was watching on NBA League Pass. And it gives you the stream from the arena, you know? And so I was watching the, uh, the Memphis arena stream. And that's something else down there. It's, it, it's kind of interesting to watch the different cities' streams. It's the same but different. Like, they all basically do a lot of the same things in the arena. The same little promos, the same t-shirt throws, like all that stuff. You know, the same kind of halftime shows and dancers and whatever. It's all very similar, but there's slight differences that let you know, oh, this is the South. Oh, this yeah, well, is yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is Cleveland. Like, Cleveland's a little different. Like, yeah, New York, yeah, you know, sure. L.A., New York, a little different. So there's just differences. And Memphis, the music they were playing in the arena, I was like, mm-hmm. they were playing stuff that I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's pretty hard to play with a bunch of kids. It, yeah, they don't give. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. So the kids know because when you go outside, it's playing. I know. So, so they, just, this is a little bit. This is a little rougher. So I can see when teams go down there and some of the stories I've heard, like the Pacers played and John Morant's friends were driving up to the bus and point supposedly pointing laser that was on a gun kind of thing. Even if it wasn't his friends. It's his friends. You you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's such a, you know, remember, you remember, the Golden State Warriors remember what happened when they came up to Toronto. I've never seen people in Toronto turn heel on people before, ever. And they were, like, at their hotel rooms saying ungodly things about his wife. Like, it was. Well, that happened in Cleveland. That was Cleveland. And here. Here it was okay. even worse. Cleveland. Here was they- worse. Because it was like his wife is from here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, Cleveland. So, they really like. They yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. It was crazy. That, that's so, a whole thing. That's a whole thing. Anyway, we don't talk about it. I wanted to. How did we get uh, on this t- the subject? I don't know. I don't know. Tennis. I wanted tennis, to uh, talk about the, about the NBA's new in season tournaments. Yeah. Well, I, that's that should have been my lead in. I should have been like Wimbledon tournament is happening now in the NBA. And now the NBA is going to have a little different kind of tournament, like more like the World Cup style tournament. Yeah. You know, listen. You've got to make it exciting for the people to watch. Yeah. Right? The game the game of basketball is really starting to get into the realm of where you don't really watch it in the regular season because it doesn't feel like there's nothing to watch it for. There's no wind. There's no incentives. Right? Explain how it's going to work because yeah. I, I feel like I still need to, like, talk this out. Okay. Because, so you have, you have groups, just like in the World Cup, so yeah. you have Six groups, five teams in each group. Yeah. They're kind of decided by their scores. And then you they do their group play, and whoever's the winner in the group play then goes on to the tournament play. Yeah, six to- so there'll be six total groups in the group stage. It starts off with six, six groups. East, ABC, West, ABC. And then after the six... 
there, I guess it goes to, I guess the top teams. Right. Is it the top teams in each? Yeah, it's the top and, in each. And, and then- the second team, like the second overall team. Like there's a wild card. One, yeah, the one wild card is a second place overall team in each conference. Right. And they step in and they have a game. They play like a knockout round. Got to do a knockout round t- to the end and then the semi. I think the final four go to Vegas, December 7th and 9th. Yeah. The semifinal games and championship game will be held at a neutral site. In Vegas. Each in-season tournament game other than the championship game will be considered a regular season game. So right. there's an extra game for the champions. Right. But so, so the teams need to play because they need to win. Right. So they're regular season games, so they need to play, so they need to win. And this is about, I guess, getting the fans to watch. Now, the thing that they said is what the teams were concerned is, is they don't want one of the group play games to be the second game of a back-to-back. So they're trying to schedule it in a way that the games that count for the group play are not, you know, the second night of that. So, like, say if Cleveland goes to play – well, they – think they do any back-to-backs with Toronto I don't know maybe they do this year but say they go do a a back-to-back in Boston and but that wouldn't count because they're not in the group with them who are they in a group so they're in a group with they should should do it like how they do the the Sixers so it the only the first game with the Sixers would count Mm -hmm, and not mm -hmm. the second Mm -hmm. I guess if they nights in a row well I don't see the difference. You do it in the playoffs anyways. Just keep the playoffs stuff how you play teams. I think having two back-to-back games, a day off, and then two games, you're in the other opponent's arena for two, then you're at home for two, with one in the middle, is a competitive thing. You could play chess. You could rest a player if you want in between there because you want to make sure that they're fresh for yeah but i don't wins. know i don't know if that's how they're doing it like i don't know how what i they haven't, they haven't said it. they haven't said it i don't know what like what games are counting in the group play i guess that's what i i think it's all so if you're playing anybody in your group those games are going to count but they're yes. but, the, but when it gets to the time i think you're only going to be playing games against the people in your group right so in in november you are going to be playing these teams yeah they could you're just, not gonna go those... like no team is gonna go on like a west coast trip no. an east coast like trip in november so what they'll end up doing is probably most likely most likely is that, that that's why i guess the teams are so close in geography like boston new york toronto chicago all orlando's in there but everybody wants to get hot that's why they need one warm team but, but so, that's how they decided the teams they said it was a random draw. They put this, the teams into bucket based on their yeah. record. And then yeah. they randomly drew them for each group. So like they put the top three teams in a bucket and then the second three teams in a bucket and so forth. They randomly drew them from those buckets to put them then into whatever group they went So, in. yeah, I, I guess... We'll see. We'll see how they, it works. They say I, it was randomly, the groups were randomly chosen. I, like I, was I don't know. Again, I believe Boston got the easiest group in the freaking Eastern Conference. Well, like I was saying, if you're entering, if you're using data and information, then it's not random. We all know who's going to go where. Based on whatever you base it on. If it's about record, then you know who's going to sit. The teams in these conferences all have kind of similar records. You know, Boston, I don't know how they swindled that deal. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Boston swindled, like, they got a freaking deal. Like, they're. But, but again, maybe they'll lose. Okay. That's right now. I don't know. But again, any of these teams could be good. Better than them. Who knows how present this is going to be? I know. I mean, maybe James Harden will finally get traded. Did he get traded yet? And then the Cavs will will win in their group. Yeah. So Boston has an easy group. 
So yeah, we yeah, like we, yeah, we're saying like it, it, you know, it could go either way. But yes, Boston does seem to have be prevy to simpler. A lot of rebuilding teams in the Boston category over there, right? Or exactly. reshaping, whatever they want to call it. And Boston is kind of retooling as well. Yeah, like why? Why did you put all those teams in? The Cavs have to play the Hawks and the Sixers. Yeah. So. And the Bucks, the Bucks have to play the Heat again. That one, that one's good. Maybe Giannis will redeem himself. Listen, I, I expect a big season from from Giannis. I think he has a lot of incentive for it. You know what I mean? Yes, that's true. So I expect a big season from him. I don't know if a championship is in. I, I think I don't think they did enough. I think they think they have enough. So I can't say that really they did anybody you know? like I think I think the Bucks just think they're good as is, which I mean, they are, but they're not. You know what I mean? They're underperforming. Yeah. So it, it's going to be an interesting season. And the Heat, if the Heat get Damian Lillard. Listen, no matter what happens, the Heat are going to get Damian Lillard. Okay. Pat Riley's, the Heat Pat, tend to not play well at the beginning of the season. So yeah. are they gonna so the question then becomes, are they gonna care about something like this? This is a good question actually for all the teams. Again, teams like Golden State, teams like the Lakers that have older players that don't really want to play that hard at the beginning of the season. The Cavs for the past two years have played really hard at the beginning of the season, and then they kind of slow down because they're a young team, they kind of go full speed. So for them. For a team like the Cavs, the NBA Cup tournament is great, I think, for the younger teams. For the teams that have been pacing themselves a little bit more, waiting till the second and a half of the season to really take off, letting players rest, the Kawhi Leonard's of the league, you know, those so that, teams, yeah. what are they going to do? What's the decision they're going to make? If their decision has been load management at the beginning of the season, just have a decent enough record. So we're not completely out of playoff contention. How do we handle this? How does Pat Riley handle this? It's early enough in the season where, you know, some teams at the beginning probably won't make a big deal, but the competitive nature of the players is going to happen. Right. Right. Like you're going to want that cup because that cup a little bit of bragging rights, especially if you won and done a team. You're going to have to play them again later on. And these are most of the, like, it looks like, you know, for, if they might be a conference team. Yeah, these are your conference rivals, right? Maybe a division team. Like, imagine if, like, right now, the Cavs and Raptors, like, if LeBron era Cavs and Raptors were in the same, in the same group. Yeah, like, if you look at the, like, the Raptors, say, say Brooklyn, and Toronto battle it out in a round robin. They're division rivals too. So yeah. you get a little right. the games have more stake in your division because right. you have if especially if you play a division rival like in this like, tournament. In the West Coast, if you're looking at the West Coast, the the Kings and Golden State are in the same group. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Right? Or the or the Lakers and Memphis. You know they're doing, but they, which is interesting, because they did not put the Knicks and the Cavs in the same group. No, no, they, because the Knicks and the Cavs aren't really rivals. They're not rivals, and and I think they they're a bad matchup, right? Yeah, yeah. But they yeah, put I, some the, good well, matchups. That makes sense with the with the with Boston's division. It's either going to be a division with some really great teams or some <laughs> really bad teams. Bad teams. Right? Yeah, because I don't know, man. I I I'm not too sold on that whole Przingis deal. It does one of two things. If he does really, really well, you they could they could get rid of Jalen Brown. I, oh, and yeah. I, I and have they... a ta- have a tandem of uh, Przingis and Tatum. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's a weird, weird dinner. You know, it's weird. It's like almost like the Raptors, all these forwards. Who starts? Like, I mean, the Cavs yeah. have that with all these. Like somebody put that yeah. on Twitter. They were like talking about all the Cavs have all these point guards, 
uh, or all these guards essentially. And they were like, well, who plays guard? You've got all of these guards. Most of them are going to come off the bench. But when are they going to play? Because people talk about Darius Garland as I'm wearing my Darius Garland shirt. And, you know, I love Darius Garland. He definitely has a high trade value, though. I don't think he's going. He's not going anywhere. Not this year. Well, I was he's not going anywhere this year, but I would wouldn't be surprised at big trades next by the trade deadline. Everybody's focused on Lillard right now, but if they can't move him and it gets to the trade deadline, you know, a team could that has something could get him for less. You know, like a team like Toronto that doesn't know if they want to get rid of Siakam, you'll know if you want to get rid of him by mid-season. Well, this makes the NBA Cup even more interesting, right? Yeah. Because now you've got now you've got to play well because if you kind of mess up here and the trade deadline's coming, there's no, maybe we should keep him because he's going to turn it on the second half of the season for the finals. No, no, no. Like you've just shown us you're not going to turn it on. Like imagine for like a young team like Houston, a chance to win something right away. Go steal the cup. That's a good momentum. I think it's good for the younger players. It's, it's and, definitely, yeah. like I said, the Cavs have really, like, the last two seasons, the first two months of the season, they were phenomenal. They won a bunch of games in a row. So there's teams that really do well in the beginning of the season. So if you're one of those teams, and it's a lot of times the younger teams, because they, they, they like to hit it hard. They like to show who they are right away. Golden State doesn't have to prove anything. What do they have to prove? They're Golden State, right? They can kind of take their time and take it easy and then play when it matters more. You know, a lot of these a lot of these older teams might just or a lot of these teams might just play their their G League players in these tournaments. Like give a lot more players some run because you're in the tournament. Like let's just, well, you know, let's find let's see if we can like if you have a player that's on a two-way, let's just get him in here. Let's get a guy a rest for a game. Okay, that that brings us to summer league, right? Because yeah. I forgot to say this in the beginning, but I'm sorry for your loss. No, no, no. I, I told you the Raptors summer league team <laughs> does not consist of their second year. Kaluko is not playing center. Don't have none of their guys really playing. Yeah. Right. Like Dalton could play. It's it's so their team is built off of just Grady Dick and what's the point guard's name? Can't remember his name. I should remember his name. But they're just built off of those two players. And yeah, I I, I don't expect them to win anything in this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the Cavs aren't it's not like the Cavs are really building. Like who who did the Cavs no. put out? But they put yeah, out. That's what I mean. They the put out are, it's weird. It's definitely a fan thing that they're doing yeah. there. Like if it would be cool, I think it would be cool if I was like because they're doing this whole NBA con, trying to like Comic Con. So I like it. I, I listen. I was, I am okay. Next year, whoever wants to sponsor us to go to Vegas, I am definitely to go to NBA Con and go to some summer league games. Like that would be fun. It'd be I'm fun definitely to do. thinking about it. I, like I think we should get a sponsor or one of our very generous listeners to sponsor us to go. You can come with us. You can come with us and hang out. Yeah, it'd be fun to hang out with me and Remy. And <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely think it's interesting. I need a sugar daddy. Oh, yeah. did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely on the weekend. I was like. <laughs> You know what? This might be fun. I think it'd be fun. It might be fun to like go and and just watch some of the games and yeah, see some of the players. You could you might be able to say you know, hey, I'm and, I'm and like a so. lot of the players were watching the games. Like I watched in the I didn't watch the Cavs game, but I saw the image like pictures afterwards, and like 
you know, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, they were at the Cavs game watching the younger, you know, they're, well, they're young, but watching their other players. And I think that's cool. Like that's fun for them, right? They get to all hang out. It seemed like a fun atmosphere. And I think that the, the summer league is interesting. So it'd be, yeah, it'd be cool to go to some games. I need, they need to go to different cities though. So like, no, it's good when it's it's in Vegas. You could just put, you just you want it in one spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's too much. It costs them too much money to do it in different Move places. it. Yeah, they here they can. They like... do. They do have a summer league in like in Utah. I think Utah and somewhere else they start earlier. Oh. But not every team goes to those. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they, they don't do try to do summer league in Europe. Although. <sighs> Europeans take so much vacation and travel so much in in the summer that it'd be hard to do it in in Europe. Yeah, logistically it won't work. You know, it will be it'll be see how they have to play in. It'll be nice if you did if you had some Euro teams not playing the the, the tournament sure. midseason tournament. Well, this is and what you made... got two you got two Euro teams as the wild card teams. Well, this is what I think. I wonder if setting it up this way with the groups eventually will lead to a situation where you have like world cup style, but you're having other Euro cup. Yeah. Like you, like they have the, you have the Uh, African basketball association, which you got, which is, which is pretty big. Like they do sponsor it. Right. So you get, you get the African conference, you get the French conference. All the top teams from there go. They come over here, and then they play site. for a round robin knockout cup. Yeah, yeah. That you that's the, yeah. you get the China, like there's a Chinese league, so you could have the Asia conference, the Euro conference, the African conference. Yeah, you just basically or and you let them play on their team, like their league teams, right? So you let yeah. So they they'll they'll have their own kind of round robin battle. And, and then, just take the top two from 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 there. Yeah. And you just bring them in as the wild cards here. Or just let them like play yeah, in the let them play like the, seed the, them the, in the, the tournament. tournament. I don't know how you seed it. I mean, I, I think that yeah, you would you, you wouldn't be able to seed it without not having like the, the like the season be finished because right, right, because they're basing it on like well, yeah, you'd have to yeah. figure out. Or they just want to. Just but get they managed. do it in college basketball. Like they they see teams against each other that never play, playing totally different conferences yeah. and different. Well, skills. I think I think also if like you know, I get mad at a player and they have a chance to go to the finals or or to playoffs, if a player that's in the NBA injures you, it's a little bit different than a player that's not in the NBA. You know what I mean? Well, that might. That might become a it might become a collective bargaining issue, right? Where it's like, no, we're they're not insured, so oh, we're not insured against players that don't. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? But that's interesting. That's interesting. I think it yeah. will be. I think they'll figure out a way to to. Adam Silver, when he spoke about this NBA Cup, said it had been in the works, kicking around in the NBA offices for the past fifteen years. Yeah. So yeah, sure. they've been wanting to do something like this. And I think they're, and I think with the NBA's attitude and with the skill level of players coming from other countries, I'm surprised they haven't done more yet, but I think they will find ways to, I don't know, work them in more. I'm intrigued to see how it goes. What else? Like, yeah, Summer League is happening in the NBA. Yeah, it's I uh, mean, we're waiting trades that we don't know are going to happen. Tra- I, I thought Damian Lillard would have been traded by now, but apparently uh, the, no well, one has the money for the pieces. The GM for. said that if, it's, if it takes months, it takes months. He did. He's he not wants, rushing it. Because he knows what he has. But here's the, here, here, here lies the problem for me. You drag it on. What if he doesn't want to play? What if he gets injured while he's playing? Like, there's so many things. Like, it, you know, like, I feel like... Just get it over with. Get, her get done. it over with. I hate how the players hold the, hold the team hostage. I get the power that they have. So, how can it's there. They're right. They signed the contract. They played the years. Yeah. He wants to play for Miami. Miami doesn't have the assets to trade for him. We right. all know this. They know this. So maybe it doesn't work. And I don't think as a competitor, 
I think Lillard just wants to play for a team that has a chance to win. Yeah. I don't really think it's Miami. Maybe it's Miami because he feels that he could probably do something Well, Miami's probably... If he went to Miami, Miami has the mindset that could he could contribute and get them like the like the the sort of final piece of the puzzle of of getting my this Miami team to a championship. I mean, they've gotten very close. I know. don't think like I love like Miami's got the Cinderella thing down packed for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if even Lillard puts them over the hump. Because as somebody said to me, they're like, he hasn't won anywhere. So why are we like putting all this like he's going to make us win? Has it really Lillard? done anything? Yeah. Right? It's not like, okay. It's not like LeBron coming to your team. Right. And it's not like Kawhi. Those guys won championships. They know That's what true. it takes. Right? So. Right, right, right. I'm, you know, I'm. I think I think, you know, he's he's been in Portland for a long time. They've traded away his best chances to win. Right, once you got rid of CJ McCollum, you weren't trying to help Dame win. So, yeah. you know, I think you just kind of rip the bandaid off and let him let him go. Let him go, yeah. But where is he going to go? Like he, I, I to Toronto. We have a lot of guards. But we'll take you. <laughs> Toronto. I don't know. I, I think he wants... I don't think Toronto's... I think there's other teams on the West Coast that would be closer to winning a championship than... Go to Denver. Go to Denver. They want to piece... Yeah, well... They, they have... I guess it's the pieces as well. I don't know. I don't know. The Cavs don't need him, and they don't need him in the East, as my dad said. But you know, who know? We'll see. We'll see. Should Phoenix isn't Phoenix? No, who's looking? Who's looking for a guard right now? Everybody has guards. So who's looking to upgrade their guards? Really, I think Miami's the best spot. They have to just find a third team. And yeah. uh, what's their names? Or trade uh, Tyler Hero for him. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. <sighs> Got to give more, a little bit more respect to Lillard than Tyler Hero. <laughs> yeah. But okay. That's what I mean. If you get a third team, maybe that third team has somebody that you want and they can give you, and you can... You can, can put, package it. it. Yeah, you with, can package it better. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because Siakam, not... they need to get Siakam to Miami and then tie up Siakam and Tyler Hero and send them to Portland. Oh, wow. I'm but just who, hoping. I, I, I'm just who hoping would, who would who would they have to get? Who would Toronto have to get for Siakam? But I would take I would take like some draft. No, you need more than that. Siakam's a two-time All-Star and the champion. Yeah. yeah you gotta, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't you got to put some respect there. You got to. Do I? Do yeah, I? of course. He's, he's, listen. They, they, I agree with you that they messed up on, the Raptors did mess up on not doing a sign and trade with Van Vliet. That would have. No, that no, 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 no. They didn't really mess it up. He didn't want to do it. He didn't Every other to. team did a sign and trade. They even got a, but also for what though? Is there anything on Houston that they want? No. It's, so it's not even. Why would I give you more money? Yeah. Right. You're already getting like forty three million. I'm not trying to. I think. I think also they would have went over their spending limit, so they couldn't oh, even do the sign and trade. They either. couldn't do it. Probably. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I mean, like Siakam, I think he's a, he's a great player. My my whole reasoning for if you're trading Siakam, trade Siakam is not because he'll be better somewhere else so the Raptors don't need him. It's that if your direction is going to be going through Scotty Barnes, yeah. then you need to go all the way with that. I agree. And not have a lingering player 
that doesn't fit into your plans with Scotty Barnes. I, I no, I agree with that, which is why you kind of just need to get. I don't. But, I'm being harsh. Don't, I'm being overly yeah. harsh that you just need don't to get rid him. of him. And I get it, but you don't need anything for him right now. No. So what, like that? That's the. That's what I'm. I'm trying yeah. to point out. You, oh yeah, you're for kind sure. Kind of like you kind of you kind of like let Scotty Barnes and Grady Dick. Well, like work it out. a little bit. I think that he's green. They may have to just go like, see, what what could you get from him? Bench, like maybe a player that could be a starter and a couple of bench players and a and a pick. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Like, don't you don't need it. He doesn't need to be traded for a superstar. He needs to be traded for a Hall coming back. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, and who do you give it to? You don't give it to a team in the East because you don't want to have to face no. them three or four times. No. So it has to be a team in the West. Only team in the West that that probably could use him is Portland. So here we are again, <laughs> back in back with Portland, or, or trade him to Houston and take one of their guys. Reunite him with his boy Fred. Let's see how much Fred likes to play with with Pascal. <laughs> so how about Oklahoma City? Wasn't there talk there? Isn't there? Don't they want someone? Well, well Oklahoma City is another best place because they got thirty-seven draft first round picks in the next yeah. four years. So you could go. Yeah, just like they're just like, like handing them out, like yo, at the like, strip club, dollars at the strip club. Like give me seven draft. You want a first picks. round pick? Want a first round pick? Want like? Give me seven draft picks and and this guy. Yeah, and I'll like, give you Siakam. Exactly. That's yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I would, I would do it. I would, you know, but I would, you know, it's, it's like if I were Messiah, I'd be calling people up and being like, listen. But the problem is that's a full reset because you're going to be, you're going to be terrible. And there's no, like, no, we don't want to be terrible. Mm. We're okay with, we don't want to be terrible. You want, and also you want to see what Siakam could do without Fred. Like he's now with a new coach. You're very, right. you're very on the fence with this. I, I am not. Yeah, because, I am less okay. on the fence. But the, the reason see. I'm on the fence is, is it's 24 points a game, seven rebounds, seven assists. Sitting, sitting on the fence. Typical, and, typical and, man behavior. Uh, and you, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's cold, man. You know, I got, I got <laughs> ice cold here. I've been kind of and, savage lately. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have to, I have to start apologizing to some of my friends. I'm like, Jesus, I've really like. Knives so, out. <laughs> so yeah, and and I just think he's gotten his, his stats are really good for a team that never really moved the ball. So if you're put on a team where the coach emphasizes ball movement, like the way Casey used to emphasize how these guys all grew their games, because yeah. again, Nick Nurse was there, but the Raptors was a molded the Wayne Casey team. And that's why they were sold together. Right. And it could just be that they slowly were raveling apart. Like the veterans came in 2019 and were able to like hold it together, won a yeah. championship. But after that, it just was by the seams, right? It's like well, Siakam, think- and, Siakam and Fred are young veteran players, but they're young. Yeah. No, and the, uh, you know what? They'll give credit where credit's due. And I think Kyle Lowry, as we saw in the Miami finals Kyle Lowry knows how to play in the playoffs unless it's against LeBron and he knows how to you know he's a floor general like he knows how to keep a team together and I I think I I really think Kyle Lowry I have I he's one of my favorite players and I just think he's really good I like when he flops (laughs) Twitter was making fun of him a lot for flopping. Oh, yeah. um, and the and the new flopping rule, he's gonna be in trouble. He's gonna be in trouble. Well I seen him call it in a summer league game. Oh, a flop? Yeah. Oh well I, I appreciate a good flop. It like I, I mean I make fun of these guys when they do it because it's ridiculous, but I like, you know, what it like, come on. Sometimes you anticipate something that doesn't happen and your reaction is 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 this there. Is or sometimes you just complain about things. Like some people, are like what? what, you know, like I, you know, they're in the heat of the moment. They're mad. I don't know. Whatever. Are you, um, 
Victor Webinyama. He's not playing any more Subber League games. Why not? They just don't want him to. Oh. Hmm. Imagine all those people that bought those $96 tickets to watch him play the next couple games. And he's not going to be there. Oh, boy. Uh, that's the risk you, risk you take. <laughs> risk you take. Your players may not be there. Yep. If you go all the way there, you have to just be open to the experience and not want to see a particular player because sometimes they do not play. And that happens in the regular season. I, I went to a Cavs Mavs Mavericks game. Luca did not play. We I won though. I, but Luka did. I went to a Nets Raptors game. Oh, yeah. When, when KD and Kyrie were on the Nets. Katie didn't play. Kyrie didn't play. Nobody played. <laughs> it was the most boring game, and I didn't know. Like, if you didn't know who the Raptors or the Nets were, you would not know these players that are playing in that game. It was just like one of those games where everybody just took the night off. You're just like, oh my god. Was it like, yeah, the second in a back to back or something? <laughs> like, I don't even, I don't even know. The tickets just cost me three hundred dollars. This is, I mean, that they, the players do not care. The players do not care how much you paid for tickets. They need to care. They they need to care, but this is this is the whole problem, right? This is what the NBA is trying to like stop from happening with this cup. Brings us back to the beginning of this podcast, like because people are paying a lot of money for these tickets, and they do want to see Luca when he's going to be in town. They do want to see KD or Kyrie when the Nets come to town, right? They like they want they want to see their favorite hometown player when they go to a game. So, you know, it's and yet the players want to stay healthy longer and they want to get rest and they want to, you know, play an important game. You know, there's talk about a lot more sports. Wimbledon is also Wimbledon finals will be this weekend. If you are a tennis fan, we talked a little bit about tennis at the beginning of this episode. Um, let's see if somebody can finally can well not finally but if somebody can beat Djokovic. Yeah, what else is go- yeah, that's tennis is that's going on. Baseball, oh. there's been some no hitters. Yeah, the Blue Jays got got a collective no hit the other day, <laughs> where five I think it was six different pitchers combined to no hit the Blue Jays. <laughs> no, <laughs> who were they playing against? Wait, was it? They're playing against what team was the White it? Sox. I think was it yeah there's been yeah, some yeah yeah the, the, the Yankees had an interesting they had a pitcher go for a, a no-hitter which was like with and then the next day they suspended the pitcher for a whole year because of domestic abuse so they're going through a lot wow this year. wow yeah. well yeah that's a whole it's thing. it's it's a great thing in their in their CBA that's like as soon as you're if you're arrested or charged with something like that, yeah, it's automatic suspension for the year. Like you're out. Oh no! It was it was Detroit. It was Detroit that that. Oh, they played Detroit. Even yeah, it was worse. Detroit. That's what I thought it was. I thought it, I was like, wait, no, it's not. It's I was like, I feel like Detroit. The White Sox have like the same jersey. They do kind of have similar jerseys. It's very similar looking. Yes, it was Detroit. Yeah, there's a, you know, the Yankees. I don't mind seeing the Yankees getting taken down a peg or two, to be honest. But that's a whole nother. I think that's the whole entire world is against the Yankees all the time. I don't know why. Because they have the most obnoxious fans in the world. Actually, no, that's not true. Red Sox fans. Red Sox fans are also very obnoxious. But I don't know, Yankee, I don't know. Some about the Yankees, the Yankees just can't, I don't know, can't get into the game. I'm, I'm, they're, they're like every team's rival. Like they're the Guardians rivals. They're the red, like they have a, like every team, they're their rivals. So we will be back when we find out, I don't know, soon when we find out when Damian, where Damian Lillard gets traded to, but that could be when, months. Whenever... Lillard or Siakam? Siakam. Could be the same trade. <laughs> Are we putting money on that? 
No, no, absolutely not. But <laughs> it could be the same trade. It could be a three-team deal. But I think both of these guys are gone before the season starts. So now you're on this the the Siakam leaving side of the fence. Now I think it's it's got to happen. If you if you if you're opening up the the team for I'm going to hold you to this. Okay, so here's my thing. I I I think I think if we trade him, you're a lottery team this year for sure. Not yeah. a bad lottery team, but like you're there. But I think if you're if you're looking at OG and you're going to extend him and he wants more to be a part more part of the offense, and you've got Scotty Barnes that you want to run the offense through, then you have to be honest with yourself. The only way that works and also gives Gary Trent some shots is if you get rid of the other person that takes 20 shots. You've already gotten rid of one 20 person that takes 20. Now you need the other person that takes the, <laughs> the other 20 to go and give him some shots. Well, right, there you like go. If, like if you're trying to, if you're trying to build these guys, if you trust these guys, give them the How key. Much? Give them the key. It can, it, can, it can not work. Give them the keys to the car. So but, that's what we'll so, end on. We'll yeah. end on giving the keys to the car. And I like that analogy because we occasionally want to have a guest join us in the car of still cool sports. And like how I did that little, not I really. like how you double entendre the car there. <laughs> um, join us in the car and you can go on. If you become a subscriber and you get other people to subscribe, you may have a chance to be a guest on the show. So make sure you subscribe to us on Substack. Like and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram. I sometimes talk about sports on Instagram. I also show a lot of pictures of videos of the parties I go to, (laughs) at least recently. And so, yeah, you can follow me at Liz Gallo on Instagram. And Remy is on Instagram, too. And, yeah, we have to go. So we will see you next time. 